I'm Anasasi. And I'm Eric. Five and a half years ago, we met when exchange glasses led to a long, awkward ride home. Do you want to try one more time or are you good with that one? I'm fine with that. Are you fine with that too? Yeah. Rachel? Okay. Okay. All right. Anasasi and Eric. For five and a half years, this engaged couple has been full of playful banter while on a pathway to passion. How do they continue? What does it take for them to accomplish their dreams? I sat down with them one afternoon to get all the details. You're listening to Two to Tango, a podcast about successful couples from Cal State Long Beach. I'm your host, Rachel Livinall. So, first off, just tell me how you guys met. We both attended the same high school, and there's a five-year age difference between us, but I uh, was in the same uh, group as his younger brother, who is a year older than me, went to a mutual friend's going away party, mm. and we danced together a couple times, and to I which had... I was nervous, both dances. Yeah. Out there. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to say yes when I asked her to dance. I asked her to dance simply because I was like, we're sitting close to each other, she's kind of cute, let me ask her to dance, maybe this will work out. Okay. So I, was, I was completely shocked when she said yes. Both like now, like we talked a couple times, danced a couple songs, and then I was going to Uber home, and he said I could give you a ride, and so he gave me a ride home. <laughs> yeah, I I'll had, fly. He, well, I had just bought my car, and I think anybody who's ever bought in a car that first time, it's your own car. You just bought it. You want to drive everywhere. Yeah. And so part of it was I didn't think she was cute and everything. The other part was I just want to drive my car as long as possible. You know what I mean? Like even if it's across town, to which I thought she'd be a lot closer because she went to the Vista High, mm-hmm. but she ended up being, like, really far. Like, really far. <laughs> I was like, joke's on you. It's a 20-minute drive. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot further than I thought it was. And I don't know. I was so nervous for that when I was giving her a ride home. I don't necessarily remember talking all that much. It was very standard. It was like, Hey, thanks. People yeah. Add me on Snapchat. That, that was it. Yeah, that's how we started. We, we we were part of that group wave of, oh, I add you on Snapchat. Oh, I thought it, Snapchat. I just remember it, it had to be like a month before she posted about a movie. And it was a movie. I like going to the movies all the time. So she was like, hey, just saw this movie. If anybody ever wants to watch it, hit me up because I would love to see it again. And I was like... All right. Here's my chance. Here's my chance. <laughs> the movie was Murder on the Orient Express, by the way. After the movie, he's like, what did you think of the movie? And I said, oh, yeah, like this scene was my favorite because you could really tell it was like the climax of all the characters. And you could really just feel the emotion in this scene. And I, I really think it just like encapsulated everything. He's like cracking up already. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He, he's cracking up already because he just like looked, he's like. That scene was the dumbest scene I've ever seen in my life. It, it was the dumbest scene in the movie because, I mean, you have to watch the movie, but it was just, it was so pointlessly, like, artistic. and. But anyways, so he, like, said that, and I was just like, okay. Like, I didn't know how to respond to that because it's just like he wanted to start an argument, and then... 
I but I later found that I liked that. I was used to guys just agreeing with me for the sake of agreeing with me and not having like their own opinion. Mm. And I was really tired of that. And it wasn't until I had someone who was the complete opposite you know, challenge me on something because I like I love to debate. Like that's one of my favorite things in class. And just little did I know that that was something that I enjoyed in a partner and that I wanted in a partner. Yeah. And it's something that I think even today, a lot of people don't understand about our relationship because like we'll just be like going back and forth and people are like, are you guys fighting? Like, oh, are yeah, you okay? Is this like, yeah. is this like, I feel like I shouldn't be here for this. Like, and we're like, no, we're just talking. Yeah. Anasazi and Eric have been long distance for a year and a half. And they believe it was rocky up until the last six months. They've had to learn what it means for communication and how it will continue into their future marriage. It's helped me kind of appreciate my time with her because you get so used to seeing someone like every day and you kind of lose sight of that a little bit. You're so used to be like, oh, well, they're always there. Well, for me, like now it's long distance. Like every minute I'm with her, I'm like, thank God for the minute, even if we're arguing for that minute. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Because I'm here with her. Yeah. You know, I this is my last semester here. I'm going to graduate in woo the woo. spring. And Same girl. Woo woo. <laughs> Congratulations. But, you know... It's one of those things where I'm applying to jobs and, and internships and all of that kind of thing. And I'm thinking, like, what's going to happen with my partner and I? Where where are we going to end up? What long distance am I going to have to do? Am, am I able to stay here? And honestly, the odds are looking like I'm not going to stay here. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm definitely preparing for that. And we, we spend a lot of time together. And I think part of it is because we know that there's, like, impending long distance mm -hmm. i cherish those days too even though we're together like 24 7 i cherish those days every day every mm. night um because i know that it's gonna lessen at some point in time and, and it's so hard especially when you're someone who's certain people too are just more physically affectionate than others and i don't know how i would i don't know how i'm gonna cope but i'm gonna try right I'm I so. think what um, is like comforting to us and that we try to always tell each other is that our situation is temporary. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's also something that people should keep in mind if they're in a long in, distance er, about to enter a long distance relationship Yeah, is just keep the end in mind and understand that the reason why you guys are apart temporarily is because either one or both of you are doing things to just. Uh, for the sake of your relationship to, you know, work on your future. Also, in accordance to that, you might feel some sort of, like, more secure in knowing that this is temporary than maybe a regular couple would because you know, like, okay, we already said, like, this is it for life, so I know that at some point in time we will be together and we'll be together forever and this future is a part of us and mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, so. Oh, yeah, and I, I say this all the time. Like, I think it was the fact that we were, like, three and a half years into the relationship that I was okay with going long distance. I don't know if I could say the same if it was, like, a year or less than that mm -hmm. just because it's, like, it is a big step. 
After three years, the couple got engaged. But the work didn't stop there. Communication for them has involved a lot of work, but it starts with their individual personalities. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was on our three-year anniversary that we were, we did a little staycation at a hotel. And, yeah, it was, like, something, like, where I just, like, turned one way and then I turned the other. And then he was, like, down on one knee. And, yeah, it was a very, like, special moment that I'm glad it was just for both of us. And I think that's something that a lot of couples should keep in mind, especially, like, in the milestones in your life when it comes to long-term, like, events, whether it's your engagement or your wedding, like, remember, like, it's about you and your partner at the end of the day. So try not to take in consideration what your family wants, what your friends may want, you know, it's just, it's about you two in the end. I come from a divorced family. Me and my sister, we both have the same father. And then I have a younger brother, half brother, who has is my stepfather. Um, so just starting off there. <laughs> But then also, my parents' relationship isn't exactly the best. They lack a lot of communication. Um, they don't have, they can't have disagreements, if that makes sense. They're divorced? No, I'm talking oh. about my stepfather and my mom. Okay. They, okay. When, when, there's, when there's a difference of opinion, they can't really have conversations. And that's the one thing that when we came into the relationship, is what I told her. I was like, I'm okay with us having disagreements. That's fine. I expect that. I've seen it. I've seen a lot of it. Um, but I don't want us going to bed angry at each other. At the end of the night, we have to sit down and we have to talk. Yeah. We were going to talk it out, whatever you have to say. You know, if we're angry in that moment, that's fine. We can stop for that moment and then come back to it later. But I want us to discuss it. And with that, I've also learned to keep in mind, you know, because I'm a person that's very, like, wants to talk about their feelings and wants to, like, I'm like, no, like, tell me what what it is that you're, you're feeling right now. Mm -hmm. we, we're going to have this discussion. But he's not like that. He When we are having, like, either an argument or just a disagreement, he might just want to, like, pause and, like, step away and just not talk about it right in that moment. And I've had to learn to uh, allow that, uh, just allow for that time to decompress and it doesn't mean that he won't express himself to me later but it's just that he needs that time to gather himself and gather his thoughts I mean I will say that I'm like grateful to have come from like seeing a lot of healthy relationships in my family like my parents were or are married have been married for I want to say 28 years and my grandparents um we're married for 58 years. Wow. So I've always had, thankfully, like really good examples of love in my life. And also understanding that just, you know, there are trials and tribulations in a marriage, in a relationship. And it's about finding a person that is willing to resolve that conflict with you. That is not just going to put up a wall every time. Yeah. No, I definitely relate to you in that sense. My, my partner is parents are together they've been together for many many years at least 20 years and I come from divorced parents as well and so it, it kind of does hit a roadblock at points mm -hmm. where I'm like I don't think I'm doing this in the best way <laughs> yeah but I don't know how to stop it because it's a part of my personality and it kind of goes back to thinking you have to kind of be intuitive of 
of what you're doing, how you're reacting, and then how your partner is responding to that too and healthy yeah, relationships. It's, it's definitely a lot of self-growing and it's a lot of, I mean, I'm thankful for her because she's also helped me in a lot of different places and, you know, I think she was very aware because I, I think I made it pretty clear early on. I'm like, there's a lot of problems, you know what I mean? And I'm definitely trying to work on them and I'm definitely like trying to improve on them. So like, I, I get overloaded sometimes and it just becomes too much. And I'm just like, I can't continue this conversation in the way that it should be in a healthy way. So yeah. I'd rather just step away from the conversation and come back to it. than you know, go completely off the deep end and then go so, to a place I don't want to be at. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's the places I've seen that I definitely don't want to be at. Yeah. All in all, it's okay to have baggage. You just got to check in your baggage before the flight <laughs> and then claim it afterwards. <laughs> From the beginning, Eric knew that Anasazi was finishing college and had a dream set in place for a future career. Because of this, he took a step back, which brought up the topic of sacrifice and what happens after she graduates in the spring. So is it one of those things where you kind of just decided, okay, like this is her goal. I'm going to go ahead and go and do and just follow her wherever and then just put whatever I need on the back burner because it's not as important or was it? Um, let's get you started. Let's get you to where you want to be and then I'll take care of my stuff after. Mm -hmm. That's where I've been at it just simply because I, I saw her road being a little more laid out. Mm -hmm. Um... For me, I've always kind of been one of those that just gets what needs to be done to get to get what needs to be done. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, and I've, I mean, I've worked since the day I graduated. I've done, like I said, I've done a ton of different jobs. I've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and it just, when I met her, even when I met her, I wasn't exactly sure where I was going. And when I graduated from high school, you know, I did get into, you know, several different colleges, but I didn't go um, because I was very indecisive then. Mm. And so I immediately just, okay, I'll just start working. And then um, at one point my family was like, well, we need someone to run the business. And I was like, okay, well, then I'll just do that, you know, just to make sure that all the bills are paid. So a lot of my, of, of my experiences in the last, you know, decade and two years from graduating has been, okay, let me just make sure everyone else is settled. Let me yeah. make sure that my family's okay. Let me make mm -hmm. sure that this is okay. You know, I moved out to Vegas several years before I actually moved out, but I had to come back because um, my stepfather ended up getting really, really sick and he couldn't run the business anymore. Mm. And so I was like, okay, you know, I was coming out here to try and start my own thing, but I got to go back and help my family. So a lot of my my choices as far as like where my life has been going has definitely been geared towards okay, let me just make sure that I'm doing right by my family yeah. and not worry about myself. I'll eventually get around to it. Yeah. And I guess that's not the best thing to do, right? Because I'm 30 now and it's kind of just like, all right, now, you, now you're getting to that point where it's like, you really got to figure it out now because you don't want to be working until you're like 80. So I'm really looking forward to him moving in because like I have honestly, like I've had the luxury of, being prioritized and being able to prioritize myself 
whether it's from my living situation, whether it's from my financial situation. And I'm like understanding now that that has not been available to him. But I know that when we move in together, I will, especially because I will be done with school, like I'll be able to help him and just like help him prioritize himself. Cause that's something that I've always like, it's, it, it's really like, it hurts me to see that I know what his potential is and I know that he's not living up to it, but also like, I want to give him that push. And like, I feel like us being together, we'll, I'll be at least closer to give him that push and just be the support that he needs. What is their advice for other couples? Really make sure you've talked about everything. And when I like think about everything, like make sure that you guys, because even though like I say like it's okay to have like different interests and be different people, the main things, and I like I tell people this all the time, like we disagree on so many things, but like the important things we're both in agreement about when it comes to our finances, when it comes to our living situation, when it comes to family, when it comes to... Even kids. Yeah. I think that's another thing. A lot of people are like, well, I'll just convince them or I'll convince her. My advice more than anything is like, don't think you're on a clock. I think a lot of people feel like I got engaged. I have the clock starts now. Everyone's expecting me to get married in the next six months, a year. Don't put a clock on it. It's it's at your pace. And if you need to do some stuff first, do those things first. Even though you are in a relationship, you want to make sure that you are an individual yeah, don't outside get lost. of that relationship. Yeah, don't get lost in a relationship. And don't just yeah. become one, one person. One unit. Yeah. Yeah. Two to Tango is published every last Wednesday of the month at 2 p.m. You can find it on all streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is a production of Dig Magazine. I am your host, Rachel Livinoff.